0: You're listening to episode two of Party Foul, the new investigative podcast about a plant that got knocked over on New Year's Eve. If you're just tuning in, you should probably go back and listen to episode one, which you can find on our website, partyfoulpodcast.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. On this episode, we continue our search for the truth about who was responsible for the destruction of Ian and Sarah's aloe vera plant on New Year's Eve with a closer look at the evidence surrounding Trish, one of the two prime suspects we identified in episode one.
1: Okay, but if I were to say like, you broke the plant, do you agree or not?
2: I would accept that a plant was broken and that somebody at the party broke a plant, but that it was not necessarily myself.
1: No, we're yeah, interviewing Chris. people about the uh, aloe vera plant. The aloe vera plant? You know about the aloe vera plant? The knocked over the bro. Yeah, yeah, earlier tonight. Eight. Earlier tonight. Well, who was responsible? Was well, it? that's what we're trying to figure out. I wasn't even aware of the existence of the aloe vera plant. Where even was it? It was you know, over there. I haven't even been over there the whole time.
0: Frankly, this entire party, every single person here in my mind, is the usual suspect. From Party Foul Podcast, I'm Chris Horkins. This is episode two.
1: What can you tell me about Trish Gojek? She does love to knock things over. It's like a common trait. Weird. Yeah. Right? So, you've known Trish for how long? Nine
2: years? Ten years? Ten years. Ten years?
1: Give or take? About a decade? Uh, yeah, she's a very energetic, uh, you know. Eh- Empathetic sort of human being. I, I, I think she's a great person overall. But in terms of Trish as like a reliable witness, like would you say she's trustworthy? you Believe her?
2: Absolutely.
1: Hundred percent.
2: Hundred percent.
1: Do you think she's like maybe prone to knocking things over? Or? Uh, I mean, under certain conditions, she could she could I like any of us uh, knock something over. Yeah.
2: Everybody. In comparison to other people, Trish's clumsy level is low. I said my money's on Trish.
1: And why is that?
2: Because <laughs> she's sloppy and she spilled her drink on me.
1: Wow. Tonight? <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight she did that? No. A different time? Yes. More than one time?
2: Only can be
3: right to the wedding
1: anymore. Trish Gautier is from New Brunswick. But is she trustworthy? Wow. Well, are people we from. know where she's from. Are people from New Brunswick trustworthy? I don't know. Can't I, know. Well, I can't Either say. Either way.
2: She just moves a lot, and maybe her elbow by mistake <laughs> hits out.
1: She's, she has a propensity for doing that? Sometimes she would walk by things I was left in our apartment, and she would just knock it over intentionally and go, oops, sarcastically.
0: Trisha Gauthier, known to friends as Trish or Trisha, is the cousin and cousin-in-law, respectively, of Sarah and Ian, the party hosts and owners of the demised plant. While people had different opinions about whether Trish had it in her to have done the crime, everyone I talked to seemed certain she was at the scene when the deed was done. In my investigation, I spent some time with Trish and other prime suspect, Alex Minkin, at the scene of the crime, trying to retrace the events of a few moments earlier.
1: What I find interesting yeah. about where we're standing now is you can see that Trish is actually in between me and the jembe. Is this how you were standing this at is the exactly time?
0: This exactly how we were
1: standing. Oh, wow. Minute, exactly. This is almost exactly, almost precisely true.
3: where we were no. standing, how no, we were standing.
0: Trish remembered her and Alex's positioning in the crucial moments before the plant toppled to its doom uh, a bit differently and she claimed to have evidence to back up her position. Trish, is this how you were standing?
1: No, and I have photo
2: evidence to prove that I was actually standing on a chair above him. Okay,
0: and so Rick-
1: we're, we're now looking at a photo that uh, is somewhat contemporaneous with the incident. Um, it's a little dark. Uh, so wait, what do, what do you say this shows us, Trish?
0: Having examined the photograph in question further in the light of day, I'm not sure it really shows much of anything at all. We'll post it on our website so you can judge for yourself. But in the moment, it appeared to be a key piece of evidence, potentially exonerating Trish as a suspect, at least in her mind.
2: It shows that I was standing behind Minka. Where are you? I was. Zoom in. Enhance. I'm not in. Oh,
0: you're behind
1: the you're behind the the lens.
2: Of you speaking.
1: Okay, there's me. Yep. Looks like I'm doing a great job. I think
2: I think Mingum is closer and you can't see him in the photo. Oh I'm in the photo. I'm in the photo, aren't I? No, you're not.
0: The photo evidence ultimately seemed inconclusive and even Trish was unable to say definitively that she was not the one responsible for knocking over the plant.
2: But I, I, I know I was in a close proximity to it happening, but I know there were other people there, and I think that it happened around where I was, and I'm not sure that I was the cause. Okay. But I don't know that I wasn't either. So I'm okay. not sure.
0: I could tell Trish's uncertainty was sincere since, even under my expert cross-examination, she would not admit to her guilt.
1: And as you've told me, you think it was probably your fault.
2: Well, I was the closest to the plant that night. Yeah,
1: so you're willing to take responsibility?
2: I was the closest to the plant
1: that night. Okay, so you're so it was your fault?
2: I was the closest to the plant that night.
1: Okay, but aside from just being the closest, like, you were the one most likely to have knocked it over?
2: I wouldn't say that, I'm just saying I am the closest to the plant that night.
0: I seemed to be going in circles and really getting nowhere until I spoke to Richard Piazetsky, a local music teacher and electronic musician who sometimes goes by the stage name Dicky Sticks. Richard or Rich claimed to have witnessed the incident firsthand. First of all,
1: Rich, did you see any of the uh, the breaking of the aloe vera plant? I did, yeah. You saw it. I
3: saw
1: it. Who did it? Uh, it was Trish. Yeah, I saw it. It was wait. It was Trish, and you saw it. Pretty sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, hundred percent sure. You're a hundred percent sure. Hundred percent.
0: At this point, I thought I'd cracked the case. Here's an eyewitness. He saw it firsthand. And he was completely unequivocal, unshaken in his belief that it was Trish.:
3: but I'm a hundred percent sure it was Trish. Yeah.
1: Oh. Wow. What, what makes you comfortable enough to say a hundred percent?
3: Well, I just saw some commotion back there, and Trish was there, and uh, there was a lot of some, some movement there, and yeah, that's. That. <laughs>
0: And not only that, he also seemed to be able to rule out conclusively the other prime suspect, Alex Minkin.
3: I didn't see Alex in the mix when I looked.
0: Deep down, however, I had a sinking feeling that Rich's evidence was just too good to be true. And it was. Am I
1: right in assuming that you are that, that you you are roommates with the other prime suspect in the case, Alex Maker? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you didn't know that you were roommates with him. I mean, I definitely knew I was roommates, but I didn't know if he was the other prime suspect. Okay, well, uh, I'm. He is, and and you're roommates with him. And so, do you think that you would have any motive to try to like suggest that
0: he was not responsible? No. And after confronting Rich with his obvious bias in the case, the conviction he previously showed about Trish's culpability began to fade. So,
3: you know, I said I was 100% sure it was Trish. What I actually saw was I heard the crash. I was standing about... 10 and a half to 11 feet from the area next to the Christmas tree and I turned around and Trish was standing in front of it. What I saw was I, 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 tur- I heard the crash, I turned, Trish is the only person that is directly in front of this thing, I can only assume.
0: And we all know what happens when we assume, don't we Richard? With Rich's testimony being exposed for little more than assumptions and circumstantial evidence, it seemed we were no closer to the truth than when we had begun. And even Trish, in her good nature, was starting to believe that maybe she was at fault.
2: There were a lot of people there, and, and one of us surrounds the uh, plant that fell over, and, and I was one of those people, and I- it could have been me, that
1: after it we been you.
0: It could have been you. It
2: definitely could have been me, but it definitely...
1: It
0: could have been you.
2: Yeah. It definitely could have been one of the other people that was around me as well.
0: But just as it's always darkest before the dawn, a new eyewitness emerged with information about another suspect.
2: Keen came up to me. As I was cleaning it up and told me specifically that Trisha did not spill, knock over the...
1: Oh, interesting. So Michael Kean came up to you and told you that Trish did not do it. That's right. Okay. I saw it get knocked down.
2: Well, I don't know, Keen mysteriously came up to me and told me it was specifically that it was not Trisha. Uh,
1: Mun knocked it over. Oh, he, he said he saw Mun knock it over. Okay, tell me more.
2: So, but he didn't mention who he thought it might be. He saw- told
1: us it was Making. Mun knocked it over and Trish decided to take the blame for some weird altruism.
0: Oh, wow. She's nice. I thought he did it. On the next episode of Party Fowl, we hear more from our party guests about prime suspect number two, Alex Minken, and the charges leveled at him by the clown prince of confidential informants, Michael Keane, as we try to deduce who should be believed with insight like this.
2: Uh, Michael Keane is quite the shit disturber.
0: Party Foul is created, produced, edited, mixed, and arranged by me, Chris Hawkins. Our executive producer, webmaster, assistant editor, and prime suspect number two is Alex Minkin. The theme song is Night Owl by Broke for Free. Special thanks this episode to Trish Gautier, Simon Chernin, Ryan Lee Kennedy, Alyssa Allen, Jordan Alderson, Zoe Friedman, Zach Tucker Abramson. Richard Piazetsky, Sarah Morton, and Michael Keane, all of whose voices graced the airwaves of this particular episode of the podcast. Party Foul is made possible in part by Atlanta hip hop producer Metro Boomin. His new album, Without Warning, featuring 21 Savage and Offset from the Migos, is out now.
1: If young Metro don't trust
0: you, uh, I'm gonna shoot